0: everyone all my loyal and faithful um, followers thank you so much for tuning in Um, today I'm going to talk about the new moon in Gemini and the few the Thailand adventures I've just had with a bunch of very interesting yogis so the new moon occurred uh, yesterday uh, in the middle of the afternoon and in Brisbane time depending on where you live in the world please adjust your your timing So I'm going to talk about that. Uh, This this month, mostly in Gemini, has been great for travel and communication. Uh, In this particular broadcast, podcast, newsletter, I'm talking about the cycles of life which affect us all um, that have been clearly illustrated for me in this last month with the people that I came in touch with. So the new moon in Gemini was 28 degrees in Gemini on Sunday, uh, mid-afternoon, Brisbane time. So again, adjust for your time zone. Pluto is still square the nodes and all of them are currently retrograde. So this energy suggests that Pluto is still at work digging out the dirt and exposing situations, events and people who are not serving the greater good see the comments below relating to Pluto. I've got a few little stories there. Gemini energy is about communicating, writing, speaking, listening to understand and learning and sharing information. It also encompasses manual dexterity, ingenuity and variety, especially with your hands and arms and shoulders. From a health perspective, Gemini rules the lungs breathing and the nervous system so how can you use this energy to your advantage to some extent the placement of the new moon in your birth chart will give you clues as to where best to exp- exploit gemini energy for you now for example sue has this new moon in her fourth house governing her home and she's been thinking for some time that she might like to uh, just do a little bit of renovation in her garage to make an accommodation option for her elderly mother. And this is an ideal time for her to begin those adjustments into her home. But understand also that the elderly mother has no intention of moving anytime soon. And so this Gemini energy is also a good time. It's actually, it's more the, the solstice energy is a good time for her to plant the seed. Well, Mum, you know, this place is available for you should you need it. Oh, no, I don't need it. Well, never mind, it's still there. Worst case scenario, it's an asset that Susie could exploit with Airbnb or something else. Okay, I went on a yoga retreat a week or so ago. I've just spent 10 days in Thailand. And it's been a great opportunity to refresh my yoga practice and allow me to remind others of the gifts it has to offer. Many of the group were at pivotal points in their lives, which can be clarified when one examines the astrology for each person. And so for me, it was a great reminder of the cycles we all experience as we journey through life. Often unaware of the astrology, the energy of everyone's chart is as it was intended. The most obvious cycle for me in this particular case, as so many of the folk on the retreat are experiencing um, their first Saturn cycle and one person, their second. So it was a Saturn cycle that was quite evident to me on this retreat. So Saturn, the planet Saturn is a teacher in our lives. He cycles round our charts at least twice for most people and sometimes three times, if you make it past 84. Saturn's cycle spans around 29 years, and the effect on each of us is relentless and life changing. The first Saturn cycle occurs for most folk around 28 to 32 years of age. And this is the time in our lives when we've had the opportunity to experience the 12 major aspects of being human. We've learned about ourselves, we've learned about others, about relationships, about money material matters about communication and striving and where our home is. Consider that this is the time when most people experience marriage, divorce, the birth of a child, or a significant career refocus. And then the next 30 years or so are spent experiencing those same 12 major aspects as before, Only this time, we do not necessarily go over new ground, but rather build on what we've learned. And it's a bit like a spiral moving upwards. And when we reach the second Saturn cycle, around 56 years of age, that is the time when our careers are winding down. Or maybe we retire, whatever that means, or even start another career. We have achieved what we set out to achieve. Or maybe, maybe not. That second career or retirement can allow us a slower pace for some and the ability to provide counsel to those younger souls who are learning and wanting to learn from our experiential wisdom. At the third Saturn cycle, at around 84 years of age, I'm told that this is a time for reflection and rest. Who do you know who's reached this age? What can you glean from them? The other interesting cycle in our lives (coughs) is Uranus, or Uranus, however you like to pronounce him. He's a planet of disruption and change, a bit like a maverick. New ideas, technology, surprises. He shakes things up. (coughs) Uranus has a cycle of 84 years. Funny how Uranus' conjunction with his natal position coincides with the third Saturn cycle. While he would clearly disrupt our lives around 21 and 63, it's the Uranus' opposition to his place in your natal chart that can cause the most disruption. At around 42 to 45, if you've not had a child, Maybe this is the disruption you experience. If you have had children, it's probably the time when you want to try and bring some order into your life around your family and perhaps restart a previous career or create a new one around the children. It may be that the marriage is no longer working for one or both of you and you decide to part company. Julie, a participant in our retreat, had an experience that perfectly illustrates that Uranus opposition. Her husband enjoyed his drink and the couch and Julie was finding this difficult and wanted to change her own life experience. They separated and then her journey was to negotiate the sale of the family home, purchase another and restart life as a single parent. Now this is not an uncommon story. Another manifestation of this energy is when the husband finds himself in a marriage that no longer fulfills him as much as he thinks he will be fulfilled by the entrancing young lady at his place of work. The marriage breaks up and requires both partners to refocus and move on. Because both partners in a marriage are often much the same age, this Uranus opposition is affecting them both, but in different ways. A marriage breakup is not the inevitable. This is a time when counselling would be useful. Both partners need to work out what adjustments they need to make in order to accommodate their individual needs. Have a look around you and observe folk you know who have been through these situations. Let me know what you observe. I'm going to talk about the yoga for a moment. So, according to Patanjali or Patanjali, however, however you like to pronounce his name, there are eight limbs to yoga practice. Really? Eight, you say? But we do physical practice regularly. Isn't that yoga? Well, most of us only know that those asanas or postures. Some of us are aware that there are also many styles of practicing this particular physical aspect of yoga. So do you do hatha or vinyasa or Bikram, hot yoga, ayenga, or something else? Does it really matter? One neglected limb is a pranayama practice, ways of managing different breathing techniques. In my yoga classes, I usually include a short section on breathing and I have encouraged many of you to practice full yoga breathing. So you can check that out on my YouTube. At the retreat, we spend the first hour of every morning of working on pranayama. My experience is that when we can control our breath, we can control anything around us. There are many powerful breathing techniques known to the yogis, but few practice them, never mind teach them. So how appropriate in this energy of Gemini, which governs the lungs and breathing, is it to have a focus on the breath? Who, be, who would be interested in learning more about breathing techniques? Let me know if you are. This practice while best in person, can also be taught via Zoom. And I'm keen to share more about breathing with anyone who cares to listen or learn. So let me know if you're interested and we'll see what we can arrange. Have you ever had an ice bath? What? Don't be ridiculous, Evelyn, why would I do an ice bath? Well, some people do. And one of the experiences available on this retreat was the ice bath. Much of the exercise was devoted to controlling the breath. So the body could manage to stay in the ice bath for all of three minutes. Five of our party embraced the experience. No, 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 not me. No, I found many ways to control my breathing. And at this stage of my life, I am not interested in subjecting the body to that sort of experience. Would you subject yourself to an ice bath? Let me know. Connectivity in Gemini. Mercury, the planet of communication, governs Gemini. Mercury influences our connections with one another and it is wonderful to live in an era where the internet facilitates the communication. My son and his family are on holiday in the Philippines. I've been in Thailand. My daughter lives in Canada. We can all communicate using WhatsApp and keep informed about what everyone's doing. And likewise, I'm connected with a larger WhatsApp group which connects my extended family England, South Africa, Canada, Australia. Again, it's wonderful to be able to share information and keep in touch. Technology is amazing when used sensibly. Now, I hinted in the beginning about Pluto and disclosure. And as I've mentioned before in many previous uh, newscasts, The role of Pluto in Capricorn has been to extract energy that does no longer work for the greater good. And it is interesting to learn, not through the mainstream media, that Malcolm Roberts, Senator for Queensland, was able to extract from the Minister for Health that the vaccines have not been effective and should be withdrawn as a mandatory requirement where it is currently required. What? Malcolm Roberts released uh, a press release on the 2nd of June, and you may need to go to his Facebook page, Senator Malcolm Roberts, and look for the 2nd of June to see this press release. So, in inverted commas, stunning evidence to a parliamentary hearing late last night has seen the Australian Department of Health Secretary, Brendan Murphy, admit that vaccine mandates are unjustified. Finally, Professor Murphy has accepted the science. With the vaccines unable to stop transmission, the vaccine mandates can no longer be justified, in inverted commas. For some, that might be a matter of confirming what has been known for some time. For others, it comes as revised information Contributing to the distrust or the trust of the government to protect the people. Whatever your situation, we all need to be kind and tolerant of each other. Whether or not we've taken the juice, we have all carefully considered our situations and have made the best decisions for ourselves at the time. Yes, many were blackmailed. And I hope those responsible are eventually brought to justice. But I know karma always works, even over lifetimes. And while it is interesting to look back at what has occurred and it is necessary for us to take lessons from those experiences, it is much more powerful to use the power of our minds, much more valuable, to use the power of our minds to create the world in which we would like to live for both ourselves and our children and grandchildren like the create use the creative energy of gemini to imagine to plan to manifest your ideal life remember that energy follows thought and saturn in pisces square mercury in gemini May help provide some structure for those ideas and plans going forward. We have always the capacity to imagine, to create the uh, imagine the future that we want to experience, one that fulfills our needs as well as those of our family and our greater community. So go forth and create how you want to live. How you want your family and your community to live and to to work with together with with each other. Now on Wednesday, the twenty first, and Thursday, the twenty second, we have the winter solstice here in Australia. If you're living in the northern hemisphere, of course, it's the summer solstice. So we'll just call this the Cancer solstice. And at this time of the year, in the winter we acknowledge the darkness and the planting of a new seed that will grow and flourish in the light of the summer solstice in six months' time. It is a time in the Southern Hemisphere to just let go of anything that no longer serves us at any level. On the other hand, if you live in the Northern Hemisphere, it's time to celebrate the fullness of the light and any achievements that you have reached since the last solstice. So my understanding is also that that this is a time that the ley lines of the earth have their most potent energy. And ley lines are lines of energy that encircle the earth and are considered the chakras of the earth. At solstice time, This energy is understood to be most potent. In Australia, there's a confluence of ley lines at Uluru, considered by the Aboriginal community to be a sacred place. There's a a reference for more information in the notes. Now, As you may already know, I listen to some odd things from time to time and I've been following this character, Ed Dowd, who was formerly a, uh, a an, an investment analyst at BlackRock. Investment analyst, analyst, that may not be the correct term, but he worked for BlackRock and he was responsible for building wealth portfolios. And for some months he has been linking... Um, the statistics, the death statistics to vaccinations. Uh, in the notes there is a link to a Facebook post which you may find interesting. Now, while I was I, there's always a story. So this is a story to finish. So while I was away, I had two delightful young German travellers stay in my home. I really admire the pioneering spirit of adventure of these young women aged 18 and 19. Would you let your daughters of 18 and 19 travel to the other side of the world without you? Maybe, maybe not. <coughs> they arrived in Melbourne in March, <coughs> promptly bought a car, you know, drives on the same, on the different side of the road from Germany. And having spent some time working in Melbourne, and exploring Victoria, they toured Tasmania before heading up the north, up the coast, up the east coast. <clears throat> Willing to work, they've been used by the hospitality industry. I'm really not impressed. Accepted for a trial in a place in places which never communicated with them afterwards. Oh yes, we'll let you know tomorrow. Nothing, nothing. So they worked for three or four or six hours and not got paid. That's not Australian. I don't like that. Not paid for work they performed. And then while they were here, they were working for a local patisserie and the owner would message them at 2 a.m. in the morning and expect them to be on deck at 6 a.m. I don't think that's fair. What do you think? I'm not sure they're even going to get paid for their work. Now, I'm, of course, not all is well in this hospitality sector, but I'm appalled that employers treat these young folk with such disdain. Meanwhile, I wish them well on their onward journey. They've arranged to do camping trip around Uluru before returning to Germany at the end of July. I just really love the connection with this amazing adventurous energy. I believe I'm really lucky. So on that note, I'll say uh, farewell for the moment. Have a wonderful uh, new moon in Gemini. It's not too late to write your hopes and wishes for your time in Gemini. And remember the solstice on Wednesday night. Have a dinner party and let go of what no longer serves you and plant some seeds for the new year. So, bye for now. See where to sign off. Signing off.